0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by BorgWarner, feel good about driving, Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com and by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata, learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Happy Valentine's Day, you auto-line car lovers, you. Results of this week's poll are coming up later in the show, but now the news. General Motors reported that its net profit plummeted nearly 36% last year. Not unexpectedly, the company's losses in Europe more than doubled to nearly $1.8 billion. What is unexpected, however, is that its profits in North America fell to just under $7 billion. But GM did see an impressive 15% improvement in its international operations, which include China, and it turned a loss into a profit in South America. Overall, GM sold almost 9.3 million vehicles, up almost 3%, but its revenues grew only 1% to $152 billion, and its profits dropped by $2.7 billion, down to $4.7 billion. You know, in my book, This is not a very good performance, especially when you compare GM's numbers to the growth at Ford or Chrysler. Uh Uh-oh, here we go again. Another battery company that got U.S. government money is in trouble. Recently, A123 Systems, which supplies batteries for the Fisker Karma, went into bankruptcy and was bought out by a Chinese company. Now, a new report from the Department of Energy says LG Chem misused its $150 million grant. The South Korean company used the money to build a battery plant in Michigan, but so far it has not built one battery cell. Instead, it's still importing cells from South Korea. You know, I've been saying this for a couple of years now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We are going to see more EV-related plant closings in the near future. Oh, and a correction here. On Monday, I said that GM, Ford, and Chrysler gave $50 billion to the UAW for its ViBA Trust Fund. The UAW contacted us to remind us the Viva is run as a completely separate entity from the UAW. So the UAW did not get that money. The Viva did. Chrysler is holding back the introduction of its midsize pickup and smaller commercial van. The unit body pickup was set to replace the Dakota that was discontinued in 2011. Now Chrysler is unsure if it will even be a unit body design because in markets like South America and Asia, where small pickups are popular, they don't like unit body. They want pickups with frames. Chrysler also delayed the Doblo commercial van, about the same size as the Ford Transit Connect. It was slated to be on sale right now, but it's been pushed back to late. 2014. This grainy thumbnail-sized image of the redesigned Ford Edge was part of a company presentation to some bankers, but someone photoshopped it out for us, so take a look. The design makes it look lighter and more athletic, the grille is reminiscent of the Taurus, and the raised crease that runs down the side is similar to the Escape. This next-gen Edge should be available in the 2015 model year. You might remember when we had Michael Dunn on AutoLine this week. He's one of the foremost experts on the Chinese automotive industry, and he's predicting some pretty wild developments in the year of the snake. In an article that ran in the Wall Street Journal, Dunn predicts that Chinese automaker Geely will dump Volvo because Volvo sales are going nowhere. After three years of owning Volvo, Dunn says Geely has absorbed all the technology it needs So he believes it'll keep the brand, but dump all of Volvo's operations in Europe. He also predicts that Chinese automaker SAIC will end up buying Buick, since three out of four Buicks are now sold in China. I'm not sure I agree with his predictions, but just in case they turn out to be true, remember, you heard it here first. Okay, now it's time for the results of this week's poll. We asked you if you'd consider a diesel for your next purchase, but we excluded all those heavy-duty pickups. And the results were decisive. Almost 80% of you said you would consider buying a diesel. About 22% said, no way. But wow, I am blown away by these results. It may not be a scientific poll, but I think this bodes very well for diesel sales, especially in the American market. Coming up next, let's take a look at the latest from MINI. Why?
1: Because plants need water to grow. Because baseball's played in the summer. Oxygen and hydrogen. Because I forgot to get a receipt. Why? Why not? Why?
2: Why don't you go ask your dad? Do Sonata drivers know something you don't? The Sonata from Hyundai.
0: Mini continues to grow in the U.S. Last year, the company sold over 66,000 vehicles in America, a record for the brand. And that number will likely keep growing due to the company adding more dealerships. Plus, MINI is set to launch the 7th model in its lineup, the Paceman. Here's Seamus McElroy with a look at what this new model is all about.
1: The Paceman is based on the same platform as the Countryman. It's not as tall or wide, but it is slightly longer. It's a two-door model unlike the four-door Countryman, and it doesn't offer a bench seat, so it can only seat up to four people. But MINI believes the Paceman slots nicely into its lineup.
2: The MINI Paceman really fits in between the MINI hardtop as well as our Countryman models. So with our hardtop, our customers are really enjoying the design of the car with its coupe uh, silhouette. However, they found that the car wasn't quite fitting into their lifestyle with a small size, no all-four offer, um, and it was really just fitting two adults comfortably into the car. So with the success of the Countryman, where we found that we had increased the size of the vehicle, now being able to offer four doors, Comfortably sit four adults in the car as well as offer the all four all wheel drivetrain. Um, the Paceman really does fit in between those two models. So it's really about design as well as practicality.
1: The Paceman is powered by a variety of 1.6 liter four cylinder engines that can be mated to a six speed manual or automatic transmission. Your choices are a naturally aspirated version with 121 horsepower the turbocharged Cooper S with 181 horsepower, and the John Cooper Works model with a turbo that cranks out 208 horses. The Paceman is also the second Mini ever to offer all-wheel drive. We drove the turbo with all-wheel drive and an automatic. It's fun to drive and handled very well on small twisty roads, and didn't disappoint when you needed that extra oomph to pass slower cars. While there's no mistaking the Paceman is anything but a Mini, it does have its own unique styling elements.
2: So if we have a look at the front of the car, you can see that it has got the round headlights, which is typical mini. We've also got landscaping as well well on the front of the the bonnet. With the paceman, however, the chrome edging around the hexagonal grille has been increased slightly, but I guess the real difference comes in when you look from the A pillar back. So we've got a sloping roof line, we've got a rising belt line, and with that we create a really dynamic look to the car. If you were to have a look at the rear of the car, we've also got the paceman model designation on the rear, um, as well as horizontal tail lights. So, within the interior of the Mini Paceman, we have sport seats as standard, but I guess the real difference comes in is when you have a look at the interior surfaces and that door bezel. So, we've reduced the height of that and it stretches really far back into the rear of the car. It's almost as if the interior surface is now inviting those in the rear to be part of the driving excitement up front. For the rear two passengers, which also include bucket seats, we've created this lounge atmosphere um, and it's a really comfortable space to be in.
1: Pricing for the paceman starts just under $24,000. The Cooper S with all-wheel drive starts just under $30,000. And the John Cooper Works model is priced just over $36,000. The paceman goes on sale in the middle of March, while the JCW follows in April.
0: We've got a great AutoLine after hours tonight. Our guest is John Davis, the chief engineer on the Ford C-Max Energy. As you know, that vehicle has been criticized for not delivering the kind of fuel economy that the label says it will get. So we'll get to the bottom of that tonight. Join me and the auto extremist, Peter DeLorenzo for the best insider viewpoints in the industry. And that wraps up this show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. And please join us again here tomorrow.